All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, November 8th of 2023. Here, looking ahead, we have a 14 game NBA main slate today. Sorry about that. A three game NHL slate and also a three game college football slate. For those of you guys who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, I'm one of the coaches over here at Saber Sim. This is a show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app, answer any and all DFS related questions. I uh, get questions in. One of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, Office Hours channel, like I mentioned, and you get access to the rest of the Sabersim team. Uh, you know, they're around answering people's questions, helping people out each and every day. So awesome place to hang out and get better as a DFS player. But with that said, as always here, I want to remind you guys, if you guys aren't signed up for our weekly max challenge. It is a promotion slash giveaway that we do during the NFL season here. We do one for DraftKings and we do one now for owner's box as well. So you will see a link to both of these pages here in the description of this video, giving you some ideas, but it's completely free to enter. We have weekly prizes, season long prizes as well. And then eligibility requirements down here on the bottom, but pretty easy to participate. All things considered, we do get a good turnout. So we, uh, I enjoy seeing how many people enter and participate each and every week. But with that said, going to get Severson pulled up here. Going to start with the questions in discord as always. And going to hit this first one here from Bob question says, what drives the major difference between sim ROI in your build versus the contest review? In this example, last late swap. In this example, uh, what does it say? This gets out of whack. The top is contest review for a lineup of mine that finished third in Monday's four-point play. I ran my sims based on the and one, similar in contest size, and show solid positive ROI slash risk-adjusted ROI as of the last late swap. And the contest review, it's quite negative. I just want to understand what drives this so that I can better interpret other lineups in contest review. Thanks. Okay, great question here. So really, there's two things that affect contest uh, sim ROI in contest flashback, okay? The first one is going to be if you're adjusting projections. So let's say that you're coming in here, you know, you're doing your research, you're adjusting it projections in and up and down based on some like value ads that you're trying to uh, come up with here. So when we run the contest sim, we're running it with the Saber sim baseline projections. So projections could be a bias, right? If you think you're at your, the changes that you're making are valuable and, and they're, uh, you know, on average providing value here, then I would just take those sim results with a grain of salt saying like, okay, I, I understand, you know, my projections are different than Saber Sims, but hey, you know, it's working for me, right? So that's one school of thought here. Second option is that uh, when we when we create the field lineups, I believe there's 10,000 field lineups per bucket here. And the field lineups, either one, you know, your contest is bigger than the amount of field lineups that we have, right? So if, you, if we have 10,000 field lineups, but your contest has 30,000 people, well, then one, you know, we're not... We're not, we're doing our best to represent the field here, but it's obviously a bite-sized sample of the overall size of the contest here. And then number two is that it's possible our field lineups, uh, what we projected the field to play, the field ended up doing something differently, right? So the great thing about contest flashback 
is that you are seeing the you are we are using the actual lineups that get played in the contest sim, right? So when everything's said and done, we go and grab all the lineups and then we run the sims on that set of lineups. So your lineups plus all the other lineups played in the contest, and then we get to see what actually comes out on the other side there, right? So I think that you know if if you are somebody who is paying attention to NBA and you realize like, oh, you know, this guy's a huge value. You know, I think he's going to come in much higher owned or, you know, you keep you're keeping up with like narratives and you want to make those adjustments. Right. So uh, those are different ways to add value to Saber Sim where you're getting a more representative set of field lineups by creating a custom field. And then hopefully that can help you to have better Sim ROI when it's all said and done. But those are the reasons that come to mind right off the bat here. And those are the things that I would be looking out for. All right. Great question there to get us started. Next question says, Hey, Andrew, last week you had mentioned that you like to use ROI as a filter and then sort your lineups by Sabre score for NFL showdown. Would this be viable, viable for all sports and classic slates as well? Uh, yeah, I definitely did mention this here. And just to kind of elaborate on that, the reason I said that is because I really like the Sim Optimals lineup metric, but I don't think I'm smart enough to build good custom metrics. That's like really what it comes down to is that I don't think I could build a custom metric that is as good as Saber Score, which incorporates Sim Optimals. So I might as well stick with the one that our team built through back testing, right? So that's my entire thought process in that regard here. Um, typically I, I do like using ROI as like a measuring stick. Like I don't really play lineups that are negative ROI in any slate here, but I would not always use Sabre score. So like something I'll do on like a, say like a classic NBA slate is basically increase my min uniques until I get to an ROI that's essentially zero. So even if it's like negative one and my second lineup is like 5% positive. Like I'm okay with that, but I will, I will use that. So like if I'm looking at 20 lineups here, right, I'll scroll down to the bottom. Oops. Hold on. I will scroll down to the bottom here. And then when I run my contest, sim, I'll just be looking as I make changes. Right. So let's just, let me just show this. So I'm going to do a contest sim. It's going to create like a blanket one here. I'm going to check that. And then I'm going to kick this off, right? So when this contest sim finishes, what I want to know is, mm -hmm. hey, where is my last ranked lineup in terms of ROI? And then I usually won't use Saber score here for classic slates. I'll typically use risk-adjusted ROI. So I go to the contest sim, sort by risk-adjusted ROI. But then what I will do is, hey, I'm going to start, you know, getting some diversity in these lineups, right? And then I'm looking at my exposures, typically seeing how my exposures adjust. And then what I want to see is like, hey, my last lineup, oh, okay, it's still 81% sim ROI. Okay, great. And then, hey, let's try six. Okay, so now my last one is negative 51%. But then you get a big jump here, right? So like this is like super interesting uh, to me. So it's, so my, my, oh, I don't even have enough lineups actually. So this wouldn't work. But this is like an edge case here where like generally I'm kind of okay with it. If I like, a negative, you know, 2% SIM ROI lineup followed by like a 10% positive SIM ROI. I might be okay with that here. Uh, I don't even have 20 lineups at that level. So I would go back to the uniques of five here and then scroll down and then be okay with, with this, right? And then, you know, 
maybe I want to make some fine tune adjustments to my exposures from here, et cetera. But like, this is kind of the process I'm following for classic slates. I do think risk adjusted ROI is a great sorting metric here. And then I'm just seeing how far down in my pool I'm going for those RO using those ROI numbers. But really good question. All right. Next one here from Teddy G. Question says, hold on. Get this in the queue. Question says, hey, Andrew, do you think grouping all 20 max or single entry and three max contests together and creating a contest sim with the average number of entries percent to first total in the money is a viable way of doing things? If so, how do you go about picking which payout structure to use? And could you direct me to where I can create a custom payout structure? This question is geared for PGA, but let me know if for some reason it would differ for NFL as well. Uh, yeah, so if you wanted to create a payout structure, I would just go to your contest sim settings here. And then I would just basically create one from scratch rather than right-clicking from any of the contests here. So put in, you know, your average contest size, put in your average percent of first, put in your average percent entries paid. When you give us those inputs, we basically uh, fill out the rest of the payout structure from there. So that's one way to do it here. Uh, you do not need to select a payout structure. So uh, this, these are all the contests, right? But you could just say custom. And then if when you sit, click custom, it just says select. So the custom one is going off of these three inputs that are here below rather than when I click one, it fills them out automatically for me, right? So they're grayed out when I click a contest, when I click custom, they're able to be edited. And then that is your custom payout structure. But as far as, you know, what I would do here, frankly, I don't love the idea of like averaging them all together. What I prefer is picking a proxy contest, a contest that I care the most about, or one that I think's the most indicative uh, of of the type of contest portfolio that I have for that night. So, like maybe you have you know single entry, three max, twenty max, one fifty max. I might pick a twenty max contest and be like, you know what, I'm going to run the contest sim for this contest because it's you know close to average of the contest size and percent of first of all these other contests that I'm playing. I think that's a fine approach. Typically what I would do is pick the contest that I care the most about, whether that be percent to first, whether that be the most entry fees that I have, and then just use the contest sim from that one and then fill them out. Uh, you know, let, let the lineups fall where they may for all the other contests that I'm playing. The good thing about PGA is that, you know, you do have a lot of time to build your PGA lineup. So if you want it to be a little more fine tuned, uh, I like to do the do the one contest option, but do a build for single entry three max, do a build for 20 max 150, and then have two contest sims. But for PGA, you can get as specific as you want and you know, contest sim them all. Remember, you can build up to 10 contest sims per build uh window here per per lineup set. So just keep that in mind. All right. One more question from Teddy here. Question says, when building custom field lineups, are you building different sized fields? For example, a field lineup group set for contests under 1K entries versus contests with 1K or more entries, or does one group of field lineups fit all? Uh, good question here. So so for, for Saberson right now, we do not have the different buckets for PGA. We only have them for NBA, NFL, and MLB, we do want to build it out for all sports, but we haven't done that at the moment. So basically, I'll just kind of talk about, about the way the field lineups work. So if you have 5,000 field lineups, let's say, and you're playing a contest that is only 1,000 entries, what we will do 
is every time we run the contest sim, we will select 1,000 random lineups to use for that contest sim. And then for contest sim number two, we select another random 1,000 and then another random 1,000 as we run out your contest sim 100,000 times. So you could build your own custom set. You can build 5,000. We're still going to sample from that 5,000. Or if you're building a particular set of custom field lineups for a particular contest, I would just build how if if there's you know 11 1100 entries in the contest we'll then build 1100 lineups and then you know we'll just use that set each time we run the contest sim so that's how it works. All right. Next question here. Question says, "Hey Andrew, is there a way we can filter the columns in a sport and save it where it's like that way?" that every day we get on Saber Sim, for example, if I don't want to see players opponents or I can remove that, I can remove it until I want to add it back and also moving column headers. Is there a way to keep them where they want to move them? I would like to see some closer to the player rather than having to scroll past 10 to get to the one I'm looking for. Yeah, no. So the, the answer is there's not a way to do this at the moment. This is a very, very common request that we've been seeing for a while now. Um, we we're making some updates to the way, that the app works that aren't super prevalent to you guys, but but allows us to do a lot more related to these type of requests here in the future. So those updates are underway, and and we know that people are continuing to ask for this. Frankly, I even think it's a great idea. I would love to be able to you know move my exposure over so I don't have to scroll back and forth. So team is definitely aware of these improvements and wants to make them in the near future here. All right, gamble trade said. Hey, Andrew, can you do a brief explain like I'm five tutorial of late swap for NFL? I was having some trouble with it and I tried for the first time this past week. Thanks. Yeah, man. I uh, can, can kind of do that. I'll do my best here because like, I don't have a slate active. Like I don't have the Monday to Thursday slate, but before we get started with that, if you go to the top right corner hamburger menu, you go to help and open up our support library. This is a video I recorded like less than two weeks ago. So this had a late swap tutorial. This is updated for the new version of the app for all of the updates and everything like that. So this tutorial, I'm going to link it in the chat here, but this is an easy one as well. So I'm still going to cover it for you, but wanted to uh, share this resource as well. So I'm going to say covering now, but wanted to share this as well. So just, just provided that for you guys here. But yeah, so late swap, a couple different options, right? So you see this new double horizontal arrow next to your little lightning bolt, which is your quick swap option. Well, first off, let's even go back, guys. Okay, so there's two things I want to mention up front. I would always quick swap before late swapping. So if you guys have out players, the best thing you can do, use the lightning bolt, get those out players out of your lineup, and then get players who are projected into your lineups on DraftKings or FanDuel or wherever you're playing just to be safe, right? So use the quick swap first. If for whatever reason, this is number two, if for whatever reason your lineup file gets out of sync with the site upon upload, come to the contest tab, go to upload entries. You can upload a new file and then basically we will communicate with DraftKings and say, hey, show us the lineups that you see. And then DraftKings will say, hey, these are the lineups that I see. And then they give it, give it to SaberSim. And then now SaberSim and DraftKings are on the same page again. Okay. So those are two very important things. Now getting back to late swap, the double horizontal arrow, what this will do, it will give you a brand new workspace 
And the way that it can tell what lineups to, to take with you is from this save to contest modal here. So if, if I click on this and then I have a list of contests, whatever ones are checked are whatever unique lineups SaberSim is going to take with you into the new window to late swap, okay? That's option number one. Option number two, this build one up here at the top at the name, you can right-click on it. When a slate is active and when you have a CSV in here, you're going to get a late swap option. What this will do is if you have projection adjustments, if you have filters, if you uh, remove players from your player pool, if you have minimax exposures, it will take all of that info, carry it over. It's a cloning option, basically. It's going to clone your late swap and then give you a late swap window with all of that work that you've already done. That way you do not have to redo it. So those are the two ways to late swap, but I would always quick swap first and then use one of those two methods and then you should be all set. But remember just to check what contests are checked. That way you know which contests you are late swapping. All right, great questions there. And we're going to jump over to the YouTube chat. Aaron said, have you done your NBA process on stream yet? Uh, we, we've seen Jordan's. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't done a process video for NBA yet. I know that we're probably going to be doing one pretty soon here. Uh, we've been waiting a little bit like to get into the season because I do a little more like uh, kind of value research and analysis pre-slate here. So uh, kind of need like a little bit of data for, for that to work out. Need some injuries, need some late breaking news so you can uh, really get into the weeds here. So I think it was like last week we had a huge slate where there was a ton of injury news. So uh, we were we were saying that, hey, NBA is back because that is like prime time. NBA season where you just have all this questionables and, you know, guys getting late scratch and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I will probably be doing a video pretty soon here, but appreciate you asking. All right. Noah said, Hey, wondering for NBA cash lineups, if it's better to use the lineup with the highest percentage owned players or the most duped lineup. Um, really what I would do is just use the highest projected lineup. So if I were building for NBA cash, what I would do is I would come in here, I would set my build settings to optimizer mode, and then I would build lineups here, right? So like, let's just say I'm going to build 20 lineups. And then when I'm going, like the, the whole idea of cash is that you do not want to sacrifice projected points because if you do that, then you are, you know, putting yourself at a disadvantage. You want to play like the highest projected lineups possible. That's why we use a traditional optimizer for this. That's why we basically, you know, try and pack as many projected points into your lineup as possible here. So I would sort by projected score, or I even think that you could sort by highest uh, 50th percentile if you want to like do something different here. And, you know, the 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 highest, you know, median outcome here is going to help you to get across that cash line, right? So, so you could either use projected score here, or you could come into your percentiles, and use 50th. I think both of those options are fine. We can see that the lineup didn't even change, right? So check those two options out. Demetrius said, for sorting lineups, should I use ROI or risk-adjusted ROI? Uh, great question. We recommend risk-adjusted ROI because it takes into account the variance of the lineup here. Uh, we did come out with a video recently on our YouTube channel. I'm, I'm sorry, on our in our support library here. If you type in R-A-R-O-I into the search bar, you're going to get what do ROI and RAROI mean here. So I basically broke this down in a video talking about the differences, giving some examples of the differences and why we suggest risk-adjusted ROI over ROI. But a uh, good question here and check out that video. EK said, hi, I'm a new, I am a new subscriber. Just a quick question. When I run my lineups, the 
risk-adjusted ROI is not included in the lineups. Thanks. Uh, yeah, well, first off, first off, welcome, and thank you for uh, finding this show and tuning in here. So, yeah, so when you create the lineups, the the, the uh, contest sim metrics are not auto-populated. You have to run the contest sim. So we have this great tutorial here on the on the YouTube channel, how to use contest sims. I would highly recommend checking out this video. Jordan is going to show you exactly how to use contest sims, but basically you you run your lineups. You either manually set your contest sim. I prefer to use the quicker version where you come into your contest tab. If you have a CSV in here, you're going to see your contest listed like this. And then what you can do is just right click on it. And then you can hit click add a contest sim. We are going to fill in all the information for you. Select the correct set of field lineups. Gonna All you have to do is hit save. And then when you go back to your build here, so let's say that, you know, I do my settings, I run my lineups, my lineups populate here. Now that I've created those contest sims, I can just check down here and make sure they're checked. And then I, I have to hit this run contest sim button. When I click that and then the contest sim process finishes, then those values will pop up. So it's a two-step process for using the contest sims and generating those ROI metrics. Cameron said, hey, Andrew, for some reason, I don't see the NBA games listed at the top. Uh, yeah, so check this setting here. So in the top right corner, go to the settings here. And where did it go? Interesting. There was a button here that said hide or show games panel. So what I would do is try a hard refresh, control shift R or command shift R if you're on Mac. It's control shift R if you're on windows. Um, but it looks like this should be here 100% of the time. So I would try the hard refresh and I guess we got rid of the button. So I guess like these are permanent now. They never go away. Uh, you should be able to hide it or show it. So try the hard refresh. If you're having trouble with it, reach out to our support team. So in the top right, you can use this report a problem button. Just give us a brief description like, hey, not seeing NBA games. And then we can help you to troubleshoot what's going on. That'll go directly to our support team. So I would follow those steps. EK said, thank you for your explanation of risk-adjusted ROI. Yeah, man, for sure. Happy to help you out and glad you are checking us out. Remember, we do this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, and I'm always happy to answer your guys' questions. But with that said, we are all caught up in the with the questions from Discord and from the YouTube channel. So appreciate you guys tuning in. But as always, we'll be right back here tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern for our Thursday show. So for today, guys, good luck. Take care. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.